Good evening, good evening. We are live. I'll just let it catch up a second. Good evening, guys. Um, welcome to the Accidental Journalist Live and Undrugged Series 2, um, Episode 1. Um, thanks, as always, to our sponsors at No Mean City Clothing, um, Armour Scaffolding, uh, and Mr James Jeffries. Um, tonight, um, we're in Italy, uh, and I'm speaking with Maricla Panocchia. Yes, yes, very good, yes. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone, so, and thanks again for having me. That's, 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 that's cool. Um, let me find out a bit about you before we start talking about uh, some of your projects and stuff. Let me find a little bit about you. Tell yeah, me I'm from, yeah, yes, sure. I'm from Italy, and uh, I am a writer, and uh, I've published four books, three books in Italian, and uh, my latest book is in English, my first novel in English, that's for young people, and it's called The Letters from Afghanistan, and uh, I will tell you more about the book later. And uh, I've always been uh, in love with writing, so um, it's like uh, something that I really have to do. It's something that comes from the inside from, for me. And it's also like a way to, to play my small part, to make the world a better place, because I always write about social causes that are close to my heart, like uh, Afghanistan, but I also run my charity to support young people with cancer, which I've set up uh, seven years ago. So two books are about that. And um, the last book was the first book I've written. It's about the, the, the Holocaust. So you can see there are quite serious topics, but I try to give hope and to, to make a call to actions through this book so that um, people reading them can uh, can find a way, can maybe get an inspiration to play a part um, as well and to, to make the world a better place. So yeah, yeah I, I do all these things. I also work as a ghostwriter and copywriter. So I, I'm very lucky because uh, I love my job because I love writing. So I think that I'm very lucky, but of course, it's not something that happened out of the blue. I worked a lot to, to get that. So yeah, I want, just want to tell to people that you can actually get, I, I don't have a degree. I just have, you know, I've attended high school and stuff, but I've managed to be able to, to be paid to write, which is what I love. So I think that uh, it's a good example for aspiring writers and ghostwriters that you can make it. And doesn't matter who you are, you don't necessarily have to have uh, a degree. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I myself didn't learn to read and write until I was an adult. I was 21 years old. Um, and I learned to read and write in prison. Um, and I always said I'd be dangerous if I could read and write, and I never did anything with it. And it's only over these past few years since I got sober that I've, I got looking into journalism and writing books and um, film and, and things like that. So I'm right with you there on the, the love of creativity and the love of writing. And, you know, it, it's, it's helped me out of many, many a depressive spot. But it's also caused some mental health issues to wanting to um the, the the wanting to win the wanting to get there um wanting to get it done and i've made some mistakes in there but um you know we we all we can do is try um put the stuff out there so so tell me about letters to afghanistan yeah that's from from afghanistan it's a book yeah from afghanistan which i've decided to make available for free so people can go to my website 
and they can download the book for free as a PDF. And uh, the story is not set in Afghanistan. The main character is a 14 years old Olivia. And uh, she's just uh, your regular teenager. She lives in California and uh, she spends the summer with her family in San Francisco because her grandparent, grandparent uh, sorry, yes, grandfather, sorry, lives there. And um, her teacher set her up for an assignment. She has to write emails to a girl living in Afghanistan because uh, this teacher has a friend who has set up an organization there. So she wants to connect this, uh, her puppets to the ones living there. So Olivia starts this assignment, she's bored, she doesn't think anything about this, but then after a few emails, the girls start to connect. They're both 14 years old, but their lives, of course, are very different because Olivia is your average Californian girl and Basia, the Afghan girl, she's studying hard because she wants to become a teacher, but she's afraid that her father is going to marry her off soon. Her sisters, which are like 17, 20 and stuff, they already are married and have children. And Olivia as well, she has an older sister who is 16, but she's, she focuses on boys and having fun, you know, the regular stuff teenagers care about. And then something happens in Afghanistan, something happens to Bazi and the other students, and Olivia has to decide if she looks away because it's just someone who lives far away, or if she tries to do what she can. She can't save the world, but she can help Bazi and her friend. She has to fight against the, her parents because they don't support her but she has her grandfather by her side and he leads the way. So the story is not really about Afghanistan because I've chosen Afghanistan prior to what happened in August with the Taliban. I didn't have a clue because I've written the novel five years ago in Italian. And then I thought that the topic is very interesting and actual, and I think that it's never been done in such a way through email and stuff. And I wanted to translate it in English because it could reach more readers, of course. And uh, the main goal of the book is to encourage people, especially young people, to take a stand and to care for each other, to care for people living in other countries, as well, of course, as for people living in your own town, your own neighborhood, the stuff. And of course, I say it again, Olivia can't save the world and no one can save the whole world. But if you do something just for another person, you can save that person's world and you're of use, you're living a useful life. Because I see quite a lot, I don't know about uh, where you live, but where I live, I just moved to Rome and I see a lot of people who focus, especially now that we were uh, um, around Christmas time, a lot of people wasting a lot of money, you know, buying um, expensive gifts, a lot of, of focus is on that, you know, material things being popular. And then the coronavirus that seems, you know, if you get vaccinated, if you don't get vaccinated and, and we are fighting against each other instead of fighting against the people who try to oppress us. I don't know if that's the right word. So I think that we should work together. We should really understand that we are in this together and that we are sharing this planet. It's not like you can't, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me because you are living in this planet as well. So you have to care because it's your home as well. And these people who are suffering and your brothers and your sisters are people just like you. And I think that that's the main message of the book. It's not just to shed, of course, it sheds a light on Afghanistan, girls who are forced to marry and stuff like that, but also Afghanistan is just a country to represent all the countries. It could have been Syria, it could have been any other country which is going through something like that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on the point that we need to teach our children um, to have a voice 
everybody needs a voice. My whole remit and the reason that I do this and the reason that I became the accidental journalist is to give people that don't have a voice a platform to give them a voice if, if, if they can't physically stand up and do it themselves. Um, you know, I, I have children, I have teenagers, um, you know. Um, then you have, they have to read the book now. They have to read yeah. the book. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do have a daughter that reads a lot. So if, if I get like, things sent, I, I get her to read them because, you know, she, she really loves it. Um, you know, um, they, they, they have a voice and they know that they, they can speak up and I, I've tried to teach them to speak up for other people, but it doesn't always, it's, it's, it's not always possible. Um, and especially now in the time of COVID and all this, I think that this is a, a perfect platform to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason why I write. It's the whole reason why I do this to give other people a voice. And it's, 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 it's not always been easy. And I felt like I've looked, do you ever feel like when you give other people a voice, even, um, fictional characters, do you feel like you lose yours a little? Do I feel like? Like you lose your voice a little when, when you give everything to a story. Yeah, because when I, yeah, when I write fictional characters, even if they're based on, on maybe real people or inspired by real people, I, I seem to don't exist anymore. I become that character. So my, my own voice doesn't exist anymore. I feel like that, uh, I think it's a very personal thing, but I think that, I think that, that then I always add something like a note or something at the end of the book, which is my voice. And I try to explain like I've done for letters for, for Af from Afghanistan because uh, I wanted to point out that, that I've written the book prior to the Taliban taking over the country because the situation would have been very different, the whole story, you know. So I wanted to say that and I wanted to say what I've just said right now, why I wrote the book, which is the main goal. I, I put it there, some calls to action. So my voice, it's outside from the main story. I really don't exist inside that. Yeah, it's it, it's sometimes um, it's it's why I don't write fiction a lot, but um, because I, I I get lost in it. I try not mm -hmm. to read too much fiction as well because I get lost in it. But I also get lost in real people and other people's stories um, because I find that if something is well articulated, um, it's you, you know it, it sits somewhere. Uh, between your heart and your soul and it, it yeah but i love that i love a good fiction book i think that if you find a gripping one i don't really like many books especially contemporary ones because nowadays everyone thinks that you just publish anything you everyone everyone can be a writer so there's really a lot of stuff which is not good i think but when you find a very good book even if it's a fictional i try not to read very serious things because I'm always surrounded by very serious things. So when I read something, I sometimes just want to win down, you know. But if it's a gripping book, I think I love the, the feeling of being inside the book, of feeling the character's emotions and stuff like that. It's not something that's heavy for me, something that I actually look, look for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
when I discovered books, um, it was like a whole new world opened for me. Um, like I said, I couldn't read until, you know, not properly anyway, until I was 21. So th that world was always so far away. Um, and I fell into film. As you can see, I, I, I have a big passion for film. But books have always been something and films have always, and, and art is always something that I've been able to, no matter what frame of mind that I've been in, no matter what situation, whether I've been, you know, uh, homeless, um, on, on drugs, you know, I've, I've always found sort of solace in, in, in books and, and, and film. And I think that it, it's, it's another world, um, that it, it takes you to um and it's what i've tried to teach all, all of my kids that um you, you know books are great and some of them love them and, and you know some of them don't some of them for games but um i think that we need to be um try, trying to get more people to read trying to get more people to pick up a book you know, yeah, yeah. especially during COVID, you know, um, and, and lockdowns looming and things like that, you know, and, and self-isolation and, and things. Um, I fell into a really bad habit of um, when we were in the first lockdown in Britain in just watching films. I didn't pick up books. I couldn't concentrate on that long. And I wish I'd have picked up more books. And I wish I'd have read more. I've got a bookshelf full. Um of, of, of books that I've probably never read um, and there's a wealth of knowledge a, a wealth of facts um, but you know I, I wish more people would pick up books in, instead of yeah I agree, yeah, I agree with you, you. Know. especially I don't know in England but here many young people you know they just use the cell phones and stuff like that and they don't really like to read. There are young people, of course, and people in general. Being a writer, I connect with a lot of people who are bloggers and they love to read. So there are, of course, a lot of people who enjoy reading. But I think, yes, I think it benefits everyone, even if you don't aspire to become a writer. It just um, helps you to think another way, puts you in other people's shoes. I think it also may help uh, to develop your empathy because you become another person while you read. So, yeah, I think it has a lot to benefit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So tell me about um, you going to Turkey soon, is that right? Yeah, I'm going there on the 14th of this month, so in about a, one, a week. And I'm going with an Italian NGO, which um, is set up by a regular woman, and she just travels there and to other refugee camps once a month to help these kids mainly. They are orphaned kids, but there are also some families. And these are camps which, uh, for various reasons, there can be like the big organization from the UN and stuff like that. So she's the only one, she and her team, they are the only one to bring assistance to these people. They have set up schools, they have set up uh, programs to feed them, especially the orphans. There are a lot of groups of siblings uh, with no parents. So, and then they show love. And I think it's the most important things because if you think about the uh, people leaving even just for one week and she does it every month for one week and going there in the middle of nowhere among these people who have nothing material things and uh, it says to them I, I think you're important 
I take this time out of my life. I take some risk because she sometimes travels to dangerous places because I think you are worth it. And I think when you're a child and you have been through a war and you have lost your parents and everything, I think it's really important. I think it's even more important than giving them food. Of course, they have to eat. Of course, they have to learn to read and to write and stuff like that. But having someone who loves you unconditionally, because I think that's unconditional love if you go once a, week, a month, despite your own problems, because she has family problems and stuff, she still goes there. And it's someone that, as you can say, as you can see that I really admire a lot and I look forward to go there. And I will be writing about these people, but I want to write um, because the main um, goal is to publish a book and to raise funds for a charity, of course. But I want people, Western people, to better understand the refugees, the people living in, in the refugee camp, because sometimes we hear, I don't know about England, but here there are many people who say, oh, just go back to your country, just go back home, but they don't have a country which is safe, they don't have a home. It's simply not possible, but people don't care. It's, it's always the same point uh, that I was touching on before when I was talking about my book. It, it's just to encourage people to put yourself in, in to change perspective, to become someone else and to better understand these people. So I now look forward to go because we have talked this morning with this woman and we have set up everything. We are just waiting for the day to arrive. And so I can't say much because uh, I'm still here. I haven't been there yet, but it's something, yes, that I think more people should be, should be doing something like that. And I don't believe in volunteering just for the sake of it. Um, I think that you have to structure the thing. I love writing, so I want uh, my final goal is to be paid to travel around the world in, to refugee camps, but just everywhere where there is a violation of human rights to, to talk with these people and to, I yeah, to make them more human. Because if you think about, I don't know, maybe more than 80 million refugees all around the world, it's such a high number that people lose sight of the human being, the single life. If, if you write about them and you say, this is their name, this is her name, she wants to become a doctor, this is his name, he lost her fa his father, they become real. And maybe next time people see the world in Syria on the news, they remember they've um, read about these children and they are like your children, like any one of us, it could have been us. I always say just out of luck if we are living in, in, in Europe, in, a, in safe places and stuff like that. So that's uh, what motivates me, and I wanted to to go there and see with my own, my own eyes, basically. Yeah. I think that's very admirable. Um, I, I did something similar uh, back in 2016. I spent six months um, working with escapees of human trafficking, sexual slavery, and exploitation, and I wrote a book about it. And it affected me so much as a as a person, as, as a father, as as a Christian, as um, a, a man in my town. It, it just it it changed my career path. Um, I couldn't write for a, a, quite a while after that because it just it, it really kind of messed with my head. Um, but it also made me look back at my childhood and some of the things that I went through um, and I think I've been sending the book out to a, a lot of American people lately and 
you know, the feedback that I'm getting back and the feedback that I've got from the books that I've sold was that it's very powerful, but there are some people out there that they will try to push it away. They will try to um, call it crap. They will try to just make you feel like you haven't done good work because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, I've, 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 I've been banned from Facebook from posting it. Um, I've had people threaten me um, because I put this realism there, you know, saying this is the problem. These are the stories um, and these are the real people. Um, and yes, it, 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 some, some people were, um, yeah, they were quite nasty about it, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, are, you know, do more. Um, the refugee thing is something that I wanted to do. I wanted to speak to refugees uh, and do pretty much the same thing because, um, you know, uh, even in our town we have... Um, refugees we have um you know in in, in the local city uh, it's, it's 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 become a new home for um refugees and it's great and i think it's great but the problem yeah what's here, uh, sorry if i interrupted here in rome i just moved to rome and here there are many people coming from other countries and there are so I joined a, a few organizations that were looking like for volunteers, for people to teach Italian, for instance, because otherwise they can't even apply for jobs. They can't understand the, what's going on around them. So I've been there last week for the first time, and it's been very lovely because these people are so grateful. If you go there and you just give me two, you, you just give them two hours of your time just to teach them, I don't know, the future, the past, the verbs, stuff like that in Italian. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, you don't really have to go to a refugee camp. Just this is a bit extreme. I always wanted to go. So that's why I'm, I'm the person that uh, I love to travel. So I also mm. like that aspect. And I also like to know more about the, other, the culture of other people, of other countries. So I also want to, to put inside the book, not only the life in the refugee camp, but I want to talk to, with them and to ask them about uh, their traditions, their songs, their poems, the books, everything, because I personally don't know anything about uh, this stuff. Um, I don't know, the most famous books in Syria or the, the poems kids study school, stuff, stuff like that, the songs they like, the games children play. Um, and so, yeah, I love these kind of things. And that's also why I moved to Rome, because being um, a town with just people from around the world, you can take part in various events where you can uh, actually you don't really have to leave the city to, I don't know, experience a Buddhist ceremony. And then uh, I went to a concert. Uh, it was um, a list of songs uh, for Christmas from all around the world uh, with the refugees in the audience. And uh, it was uh, uh, to raise funds for an organization that supports refugees. So there were people from all over the world and um, Italian people that decided to step out and to, to help them, to help these people. So. This is the kind of world that I want to be in. So I think there are good people that are doing very, very good things. 
So I think that we also have to find our tribe of people because there are, I'm saying this to anyone listening, that sometimes you may feel alone, you may feel like you're the only one thinking or saying certain things. I say it because I felt like that for my whole childhood and teenage years and basically my whole life until now. But if you get out of the place you've been living in and uh, yeah, I think you can find people uh, who think like you and uh, and it changes completely because it's like, uh, yeah, an everyday thing. It becomes like an everyday thing, basically, like living here. I, again, I can choose to attend all these events without even living in Italy. And uh, yeah, it's something I really recommend everyone doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can never get too much culture in my eyes. Um, you know, again, I try to teach my children that, that, that knowing other cultures is important. Um, you know, we live in a very multicultural town. Uh, we have a very multicultural church. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's very, it's, it, it's, it's needed, especially in, in, in this day and age when there's so much rhetoric and there's so much hate out there. There's the poison of um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you know, the, the, there are all these people that, are, that you know, all trolls and um, there's just so much negativity about. And um, Yeah, I think negative people just have their own issues, like they attack other people, but because they have their own problems, it's not a justification at all, but when they say something negative about you, I've never had any troll. I don't know if I'm just lucky or I don't know, but I never experienced something like that. But I see that when people like, I don't know, they say you're good for nothing, your book is not good. Like you were saying, they maybe are envious because you have a success or just maybe because they would like to do the same thing. They are not happy with their life. Maybe they're not happy with their self. I think that that is a reason for that. And uh, yeah, I see a lot of people not content with their lives. I see a lot of people wanting, I don't know about the UK, but here I see a lot of people wanting to change, a lot of people that want to stop working like the traditional jobs and they want to become, um, to travel the world and to work uh, from a laptop like I do, because uh, being a watcher, I can do that, but I'm not actually traveling the world because of the COVID right now. But I see a lot of people that try to make a change. So I think when someone maybe is not able or doesn't have the guts to do that, they attack the people who are doing, at least they are doing something to become more happy while they they, they are not. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, 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 there are people out there that I don't think they ever have any other sort of agenda than making other people miserable. Um, and, and, and dragging other people down. Um, you know, when I first got sober, um, just slightly over seven and a half years ago now, there were so many people that, that, that tried to pull me down, that, that tried to shut, bring in negativity. Oh, but you did this, and but you did this, and but you did this. And I know I did this, and I know I did this, and that I suffered greatly from um guilt and shame and that's that's what they want to do they want to make you feel bad because of the life that you've lived and that you know and the pain that i've caused others but um doing this um you know the last series 
um, so many people contacted me saying, thank you for doing this because it, it, it's, it's helped us out so much or it's made us think this way and it's made us think this way. And I, th I think it's sad that there are negative trolls out there that I've got nothing better to do than try and destroy a person. I, you know, uh, I'm like I say, like I told you before, uh, before we started, I usually do true crime. Um, and there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of negativity in, in, in the podcasting world for that, uh, you know, and it's just people slating people and it's not nice to watch. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't make you feel good as a viewer. And, you know, it, it, if you're on the end of it, 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 it makes you feel even worse. This year, or sorry, last year, I lost friends to suicide, um, friends on Facebook to suicide. Um, you know, four people that I know of last year for suicide, no, five, um, because of uh, the negativity, because of yeah. the trolling, um, yeah. uh, because they got nothing, because other people have got nothing better to do. And I, I, I think... Yeah, I think these people, like the trolls, I think they don't realise the, the power they have because they, maybe they just think, oh, I'm behind the uh, screen and I can write anything about anyone, but... And they don't stop and think uh, how this person can feel about their words. You know, they, we say they are just words, but being a writer, words are very, very important. They can actually kill people or they can push people too much. So I think that's very important to, yeah, to be careful and to always be respectful. I, I think that everyone should be free as long as you don't hurt anybody and you don't hurt yourself. And I think you can do pretty much what you want in your life. And if everyone... So that way, I think it will be very different. I don't mind any other people's business. I don't care. Honestly, I'm being very honest. If, of course, if friends ask me for a suggestion for for help, of course, I step in. But I will never judge a people, a person, also because you don't know the whole story. Most of the time, you don't know what happened before, why the person did such a thing. You you can't know. You just assume. So who are you to, to judge another person we all made a mistake we, so I think that we should be more respectful more careful but it all goes back to being more concerned about each other and it's not something that I, I see so much nowadays I see the opposite like we were saying I see a lot of division I see a lot of people trolling each other a lot of negativity also in the news the mainstream news so I think uh, that's why I think that's important to, to empower people and young people especially also through books to say you are unique, you are powerful, because then society makes you believe you are not powerful, you're just an average person, but each of us is very, very, very powerful. Then things happen in, like, in life, these things break you down, but you are still, maybe you are even more so powerful. And I think if, every, if any person was encouraged to actually be who they are and to be powerful, then we all could do much more, I think, and we will be happier. Honestly, I know that it's it's like living in a fairy tale, but I think uh, I don't know. I feel compelled through my books, through my work in general, to to encourage other people. And like you were saying, also to me, it happened uh, that uh, people wrote to me and they said that your book changed my life. Now I'm going to help people. Now I'm going to educate myself more. Now I care more. And I think this is the reason I don't do it for money because I work as a ghostwriter. That's why. I get paid and I do it because all the books that are published, they are out uh, from my heart and they are story, stories I have to tell. 
and uh, yeah, so I think we are really similar in, in this vision as well. Yeah, I I understand that. Words are a very powerful thing. Um, you know, I'm a man that's lived a lot of violence and seen a lot of violence. Yeah, I would rather take a punch to the face than bad words because words can scar, they affect you deeply. Um, I found that out as a kid um, and it's, it stayed with me my whole life and caused me trauma my whole life. Uh, the right placed word can lift someone up, but the wrong placed word can kill someone. Um, you know, writing, yeah, you know that there is a client who's making me write a book about this now. It's about uh, how the, your mind works. And uh, the science pro has proved that um, the, the world that you live in uh, from when you are a baby to when you are five years old, it's when you are formed, your mind is formed. So if a child is exposed to negativity, to violence in these early years of his life, then he's going to grow up and he has to fight a lot to break down all these paradigms paradigms i can't pronounce it and uh, that you have in your mind so if you're being told you are good for nothing you're good for nothing you're good for nothing day after day for your old childhood basically you end up believing you're good for nothing and if you have to change your mindset it takes a lot of work it actually works like that and i see when i, I was writing this book and these days for this person i said yeah that's how it works that's why we are all messed up and these scientists these days we are all fucked up when we are just five years old, if you think about it, we are already done. Then we have to work through all this mess, basically. Yeah, so I really see you. <laughs> yeah, my mindset is, is a big one for me. I had a certain mindset um, yeah. and to change that, um, you know, the, 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 there's a saying, um, uh, you, you, uh, a leopard can't change its spots or um, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Um, and that basically means that once you're of a certain age, you can't, you know, you can't change. You um, can, but it's very, can, very, yes. Yeah, you can. I'm writing, you know, this book now, there are all the technicians, so you can do the exercise, you can do, but it says it takes a lot of time and it starts from the understanding that most of the things we believe in, most of the things that we do, it, they don't come from us, but from people who have, who have affected us, like parents mostly, and then the family, the teachers, and all these people when we were growing up, and also like, you know, watching television, being exposed to this negativity also in the media and uh, spending time with people we don't have anything in common with the stuff like that it all impacts our mind and then we become the person when we are an adult we think i think that but it's not true you don't really think that it's, it's just uh, your subconscious that has learned that lesson and it thinks that's true but it's not true so i don't know why i'm trying to explain all this thing in english <laughs> but, but because I think it's really it's really important for people to understand that uh, we can change because many people think oh, I'm, I was born like that. I was born a good for nothing person. I will never be able to do anything good with my life. That's not true. Yeah, yeah I understand that more than most. I think, you know, um, I changed my life at, at, at 38. You know, um, I changed my mindset at 38, um, at, at 30, you know, at 39, 40. 
I got into writing the books. It's not always been easy. It's not always come easy to me um, with mental health issues and depression and, and things like that and brain damage. But um, for me, what I'm not the person that I was before I went into the hospital. I, I, I totally change. I'm not the same person. And there are people out there that don't believe that I'm a different person. They believe that, you know, these lies that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Um, but, you know, in my, in my forties, I've, you know, my life is completely different. Um, you know, doing this, speaking to people from all over the world. Um, you know, occasionally I go on other people's podcasts and get to speak to that, you know, tell my story. And it's just the English language to me and writing and, and, and books, um, even fiction, for you know, um, and, and journalism and and things like that they have changed my life so much um and i know that there are people out there that need it and that i you know i know that once they get into that world it's you know it's only up from there but it's how do we get people to pick up books how do we get people to want to read in a society where it's all consumerist and everything can be done on this yeah they can read the, the on kindle <laughs> yeah no but i agree i agree with you i also think your story from the, the bits that you told me that i think it's a very inspirational one and you are a person of course an inspirational person because as i was saying i also changed my mindset a few years ago and I'm 37 now, so it, it happened like uh, two years ago when I decided that, that I was done with living that kind of life because I have an, a toxic family and I stopped seeing them and I moved in a, to another city. So I've done quite a lot of things and then I changed my own mindset, like we were saying. And uh, I've seen a lot of benefits. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of good things coming into my life easily, way more easily than before, because I'm more open. I'm more connected with my real self. I'm surrounded by people I feel a strong connection with. So I think that then in the end, you are going to, but it takes a lot of time. It took me two years to just to arrive here. And I'm just at the beginning. I know this. So, and I think this is what stops most people because people, especially nowadays with technology, they, they want everything now <laughs> they don't have the patience to to work they don't want to to have the fatigue to work they have a lot of things going on in their daily lives and why should i be working on myself i know who i am i can't change just that fixed mindset versus the growth mindset which is the 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 one we should have of course to to thrive in life so yeah i think we ended up talking about an interesting topics that people should explore more, I think, yeah, through books, but also, I don't know, maybe also online. There are a lot of articles they can start with, I think. Yeah, then I have 10 minutes then, and then I have to go, I'm just telling you that. So if maybe we want, them, I don't know. Yeah, that's that, that that's cool. Um, where can we buy our books from? 
Yeah, the book is downloadable for free, so they don't have to buy it. As I was saying uh, in the beginning, they just go to my website. Uh, maybe you can, uh, I don't know if you can insert it. In yeah, I will attach it to this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's better because there is no point in seeing it in Italian. And uh, you go there and you basically download the book and uh, yeah, just like that. And then people can review it, of course, I'm on Goodreads and uh, I'm also on Instagram. I'm, I really don't care much about the algorithm and then I don't really understand that stuff, yeah. but I just try to use Instagram to, to talk with the international audience because I use yeah. Facebook to talk with the Italian audience. And uh, yeah, I've met quite a lot of people, interesting people on Instagram, which have read, have read the book and then many of them have stepped up and they contacted me and just said, I want to donate money to a charity in Afghanistan because I've read your book. Can you help me find one? So then there are nice things that happen and I try to, to have, a, even if I, I don't have many followers, but it's not that, just maybe for that one person, then, then decides to educate himself more or herself more. So I also, I try to use Instagram for that to shed a light also there on, on stories and that uh, people should be aware of and that don't really care if they're popular or not. Honestly, I think people like nowadays here in Europe, we see all these people dying at the borders. If you really think about that, we are in 2022 and people are left to freeze to death, children are left. This is horrible and it's something people are getting used to. People are getting numb. It's like uh, some people are meant to have that kind of life, but that's BS to me because that's not how it should work. People who say, God, please help us. God has nothing to do with that for me. This is people, people damaging other people because there is greed, there is violence, there is, there is war. So I think that I think people should have to be reminded. So it's not an easy, an easy profile, the one that I have on Instagram. I also try to, to shed something positive, of course, to promote my books and stuff. But I think that uh, I'm compelled to use the social networks in that way. Like um, Facebook, I have my page where I share childhood cancer awareness stories uh, through my charity because young people and then their parents share their stories with me so i have the audience in italian and uh, yeah that's quite a big page a facebook page so i think that's uh, how this i wanted to use these social media not just to collect you know likes and followers yeah. and buy followers so i think uh, i also hope some people maybe will be following me and um yeah that's all <laughs> yeah i um i will link uh, your website and uh, any uh, any social media that I can find, I'll, I'll link it to this video in the next um, day or so, um, and it will go out uh, as always on on the uh, web page um, uh, and uh, on YouTube. Um, I'm going to wrap this up, and then we'll just have a quick chat. Um, thank you, guys, uh, as you. ever, um, for tuning in. Um, and I shall see you again. Actually, I believe in a few days' time, we've got some stellar content uh, coming over this next couple of months, so do um, keep your eye out. Cheers, guys. <laughs>